Hi, friends. Join us as we dive into the themes, metaphors, and foreshadowing of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. With both a spoiler and spoiler-free analysis, there's something here for everyone. We are your hosts, Leah, Sarah, Tabby, and whether you're a new viewer or a longtime fan, welcome to Becoming Buffy. Welcome back to Becoming Buffy. Um, this is probably one of my favorite episodes to record every single year because we have my friend Liz here with us. Hi, Liz. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you have not been here before, every year we do an interview with Liz because this is her first time watching through Buffy the series, and she's kind of watching roughly in time with us. And so she hasn't seen anything past season three. And so at the end of each season, we thought it'd be really fun to interview her and hear her thoughts and just kind of see what she thinks of the show as a first-time viewer. Because for those of us who've watched this billions of times, it's easy for us to see where it's going because we've been here before, kind of like connect dots to later seasons. Um, but I think sometimes we forget what it's like and what's kind of going through our head as a first-time viewer. So it's just always fun to hear your perspective, Liz. It's always fun to have these conversations with you and knowing that you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think you're just incredibly um, intuitive. And as someone who loves media, loves stories, you're just really good at being able to kind of like dig a little bit deeper under the surface. So I always learn a lot when talking to you. Thank you so much. All right. So I'm going to read your predictions from last okay. season and we'll kind of jump into it. So, um, <laughs> so your predictions, well, most of them were actually pretty accurate. So oh, wow. okay. you predicted Angel was going to come back. Obviously, you know he has his own show. You can see like watching totally. season three, you see where it's headed. Um, you actually – you thought that Angel would not come back till the middle to the end of the season though, which yes, he I comes back I think like the third or fourth episode. So it's a lot mm -hmm. sooner than you anticipated. Um, you anticipated that Buffy was going to have a longer healing process as opposed to season two or it was just one episode. And I mean I feel like – all of season three was pretty much Buffy healing with some yeah, exceptions. Totally. Um, you predicted that Cordelia and Xander and Oz and Willow would last for a while. And you got that half right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on that in just a minute. I'm excited to tell you what I think about good, that. Good, good. <laughs> and then you hoped that we would go deeper with Cordelia, which again, excited to hear your thoughts on that because I feel like that's a that's a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, you thought that Willow would take on more of a leadership role. You thought that Buffy would be more grounded with her identity because now that she's embraced being a slayer, um, you weren't sure how she was going to be after the events of last season and where they were going to take her character in this season. But you guessed that they would like she would kind of be owning her role as a slayer and kind of finding her own path. And you wanted Giles to find some happiness. Oh, Giles. <laughs> or, Poor or Giles. Not. We just keep putting him through it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We really do. And then we, Joss Whedon. I know. Um, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you thought the theme of season three would be Buffy making her role as a slayer her own and that she would try to separate her identity out from Angel a bit more. Okay. Mm. So your thoughts on your predictions. How, th how do you think you did? Yeah, so I'm 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 kind of pleased to see that a lot of them were kind of on on track. I yeah. I think one of my I have two huge disappointments that really tick me off, 
And one of them is, but it's interesting. And I feel like there's room going forward. So I'm excited where it's going to go. But my first disappointment is Cordelia. Yeah. Yep. And I just, my heart broke for her. And I loved the episode after um, she basically found him cheating on her. I loved um, that it showed kind of the pain behind what she was doing, because I feel like we saw a lot of growth in her. And yep. then when she was hurt, she reverted back to her old, her old ways, mm-hmm. um, which I still think is just a defense mechanism for her mm-hmm. pain. Um, but that was really heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and I'm still pretty mad at Xander. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> if you and Mola were going to make something of it, make something of it. Right. But just for, you know, a couple makeout sessions, not worth it. Um, so that was frustrating. So I feel I'm glad to see her come back at the end as more of like part of their group. And I feel like going forward, um, it's going to be exciting to see like what her role is and how she takes that on. But that really frustrated me. And then yeah. my other big frustration is, I forget his name, but he bugs me. The new watcher. Oh, Wesley. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, first of all, and then their whole thing. I was like, really? First of all, this is super creepy. Yes. He's a grown man. She's yes. in high school. Right. This is very creepy. But I also feel like that was a very 1999 storyline. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, so that really ticked me off. And then also, he's just so ick that I'm like, really? Like, really, Cordy? <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah. So, that whole storyline made me sad. But I'm glad to see he's moving on in the world. I think that's where he needs to go is goodbye. <laughs> so, I'm glad to see that. Um, but yeah, I liked seeing, I, I thought the Xander Willow thing was interesting, okay. but it frustrated me that. It basically was like, we're just going to like go behind everybody's back and screw right. things up. Right. That was really sad. Um, but I was glad to see that Willow was able to fix it in her relationship. Yeah. So, Oz, yeah. man. We love Oz. And the one flaw yes. that Oz has is he doesn't have any flaws. <laughs> He's not super <laughs> yeah. interesting of a character. But man, they just wrote the archetype of the perfect boyfriend in him. It's funny because there is one line that he said that I'll have to like tell you how much it bugged me the whole okay, season. Okay, okay. But it's like the only time I can think of anything Oz doing right. being the wrong thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Totally. Even like when he thinks he ate a person, he didn't. So exactly, I know. Yeah, they kind of. <laughs> I feel like they pulled their punches a little bit with Oz, but you know, it is what it is. I kind of. I think I would be super sad if like he ended up turning out to be incredibly flawed. I'd be like, Oz, no. Yeah. And I also, I think Willow has been through so much that I like to see her getting good things happening for her because like she was into Xander forever and he wouldn't give her the time of day. Um, And Buffy's always had this thing with Angel. And so to see Willow like have some happiness, I'm like, okay, that's good. We need that. Because she's such a delightful character. Just every time she talks, I'm just like, she's so adorable. She's precious and she's so relatable. Allison Hannigan is freaking yes. charming and the way so that she just embodies Willow. I mean, everyone can relate with that feeling of insecurity and not quite like feeling comfortable in your body and yourself and just watching her gain confidence over these past three seasons has just been a real joy. Totally. Okay. So just generally, what was your overall impression of season three, specifically in comparison to season two and one? That's a good question. I think... I really did like it. I think, honestly, if I had to like rate them at this moment, I think season two is my favorite. Really? Okay. Why is that? 
So it's a while ago now that I watched season two. So maybe that's unfair to say. <laughs> right. But I, I don't know. I just felt like everything that happened with Buffy and Angel was super interesting and a super big deal. And I just like watching all of that unfold. And I guess it's the first time things went so much deeper from season one. I, I liked season one. I liked kind of the weird 90s vibes, super quirky. But I think season two is where it first went to a whole other level. And I think they did a really good job with that. Um, and the aftermath of um, Buffy and Angel sleeping together, it was just very well done. I thought the story was very, very well done. Um, I thought this season was good too. Like I said, the Cordelia thing really broke my heart right. um, to see her by the end, totally reverting back to her old ways. Um, and the new watcher really annoyed me, but I loved having, <laughs> he really annoyed me <laughs> by the end. I was like, oh my God. Um, but I really enjoyed the Faith Buffy. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Kind of like good angel, bad angel. Um, not no pun intended with angel, but um, the idea of, you know, her having to face certain things about her own desires through faith, but also, um, having to come to terms with her own identity in a way that didn't lose her integrity while she's, you know, being foiled next to this person who's just by the end, a completely atrocious um, human being. So I thought that story arc was really interesting. Um, I wasn't sure where it was going to go with Faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a little more hope for her at the beginning that she was going to be flawed, but that she'd come out the other side. But I thought, um, again, that foil between Buffy and Faith really made uh, Buffy's character development Mm -hmm. more interesting. So I liked that as well. Um, I feel like I have a few controversial opinions about Angel and Buffy. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I wondered if you would. (laughs) I do. And I know, I know like you guys like Angel and I do, I do like him, but I, I also kind of felt, especially in that one episode where, where you think he's turned bad, um, and and things change a little bit when you realize he hasn't. Um, but in that episode, I was like, I just kind of feel like this is a metaphor for, you know, a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. that we can't let go of. Um, and it's hard to watch people just spin around in that Mm -hmm. cycle when, you know, they really can't, can they really make it work? You know, um, you know, when having sex with him will make him lose his soul. Like, is this really (laughs) like a potential relationship that can work? Um, so I have mixed feelings about that. No, yeah. And I think it's it's I think that to me is what makes the Buffy Angel dynamic so compelling is you have mm-hmm. the metaphor and then you have what's actually happening on the surface. So the Buffy Angel metaphor is hundred percent toxic relationship and going back. Yeah. That's what Beauty and the Beast, that one the episode where they see each other, and that one went hard, where it was like, This is Buffy kind of doing the same thing that Debbie is doing and that's why you had that that shot at the end where you have Angel clinging to Buffy and then it pans down and you see the bodies of the two of them that have destroyed each other and the mm-hmm. foreshadowing is are they going to destroy each other you know yeah. um so i think that's what makes it really interesting and then you have Angel the metaphors for addiction for alcoholism for all of that stuff so like the, they're there and i think like it's sometimes hard to like Tang- like untangle what they're trying to say. Okay, are they actually bad for each other? Or is the metaphor trying to show us that and stuff? So yeah, yeah. it's it's all very fascinating and layered. Totally. And he is a great character and he does always come out on the other side. Um, but it's that hard 
totally. Balance of, but can this work? So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, And I think, so him leaving at the end of this season, is that when he goes on to make his show? It is, yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, So are you planning on watching Angel? I'd like to. I I was going to ask you when I should watch it. I, I will... I will take your tutelage and I will follow. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> okay, so it's really up to you how you want to do it. So the first season of Angel, there are a lot of crossovers with Buffy season four, but totally okay. the two seasons are very different. And so it is often really hard because think of season one of Angel as very similar to season one of Buffy. It takes okay. a little bit to get going and to get into it. Um, I personally recommend maybe watching all of Angel season one and then watching all of Angel or Buffy season four instead of watching them together because I feel like it's a lot easier to watch it. There'll be crossovers and you might have to be like, wait a minute and then watch them together. Um, But you'll, you'll get the gist of it and stuff like that. Just so you know, Cordelia goes over on Angel. She's no longer on Buffy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, And um, Wesley's on Angel. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but let me tell you, let me, I don't want that to deter you. I'll still um, watch it. Because Wesley becomes m- probably, aside from Buffy and Faith, my favorite character in the Buffyverse. Really? Mm-hmm. I, at this moment, I, I find that I know so it's, I, and that's why it's so amazing. That's why it's so compelling. Wow. Yes. Okay. He is a fantastic character. So I honestly think you right. might actually like Angel better than you like Buffy, but okay. I I really recommend it. It takes a few episodes to get going. They were trying to figure out what the tone was they were going for and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it's around like episode 13 of Angel where they kind of like it kicks into gear, but it is fantastic. I definitely then, want to watch yeah. that one. So you would watch Angel first and then Buffy season four. Or you can watch Buffy season four first, then Angel season one. Either one is fine. You can try watching them both together. Like um, if you want to watch them together, you watch uh, Buffy first, so like episode one, then Angel episode one. And then you do it like that back and forth. If you feel like doing it, you maybe start out that way. And if you're like, this is just really hard to get into Angel and because the tones are so different. But No, I'm excited. And okay, his name is Wesley, right? I just keep calling him the watcher. I'm really, I trust you. But the fact that you're saying he becomes one of your, I'm like, all right. Yeah, girl, (laughs) I hated him. Right now he sucks, right? Right, no, he totally sucks. He totally sucks. Okay, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, because right now I'm just like, I can't. When they kissed at the end, I was just like, oh, no, my God. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> stupid. Wow, that's okay. I, I'm very interested to see where this goes because, yeah, I was just like, I was even like, Giles is more attractive than he is. No, like, totally, is- 100%. <laughs> and, like, and I'm not even like a silver foxes kind of person, but right. I was like, Giles has got something going on. What does no, she No, no, he totally does. He gets more attractive with every rewatch. That's kind of like the running joke in the fandom is like you find yourself attracted to uh, Angel and Oz and like all these other – but as you get older, you're like, Giles looking pretty good. <laughs> he really is. He's the complete package. He really yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> he is. So, yes, definitely watch Angel. I would right. be so excited to hear your thoughts. Maybe we'll like have you come over and tell us your thoughts on the Angel podcast. That'd be so fun. Oh, my gosh. I would I mean. love that. So, Okay. So this season covered 
a lot of really heavy themes. I think sometimes even more heavy than what was happening in season two, or at least they delved into it a little bit deeper. So like we had addiction, we had suicide, we had school shooting, we had depression, we had throwing off and rejecting toxic authority, abusive relationships. Like that was just some of them. What were your thoughts on how the show handled these issues? And I'm thinking specifically of earshot, like that just Mm -hmm. such a sensitive topic and as someone who is an educator. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that one really like hit different watching because it's such a relevant topic right now in so many ways. And as a teacher and my school alone, we had, I think, three bomb bomb threats um, within like two weeks at one point oh um, to the point where we were evacuating. We were locking down. Um, so that stuff is very much at the forefront of my mind right now. Um, and all that goes with it. Um, I thought, I thought it was well done. I did think it was, I felt like it was a very quick look at it, obviously. And so I feel like I would have liked to have seen more of that unpacked, but I did love the talk that, um, Buffy has with it's Jonathan, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the conversation she has with Jonathan at the end where she says, you know, people don't acknowledge your pain because they're so busy focusing on their own. Yeah. Um, and I thought that that was like a really powerful quote because it's so, it's so true. Right. Um, even what we were talking about with Cordelia being, you know, a bully at different points is a mask for her own pain and own insecurities. And then you've got, um, all these other characters not even seeing what's going on in his world because they're so focused in trying, um, to be okay with their own realities. So I thought that quote I thought was impeccable, um, and really interesting, I did. I liked that they tackled the topic. I did think it was a very, like, very quickly done thing, sure. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that it was neat to see the, like, supernatural elements behind that for something that we face in the everyday, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, yeah. I actually, this isn't just with earshot, um, but the whole season, I was like, oh my gosh, Jonathan, because he's a big character on another show that I watched. Uh, Gilmore Gilmore Girls Girls back in the day and I'm like oh my gosh Doyle it's so funny seeing him pop up every once in a while and then Earshot came and I was like oh Doyle like that's sad okay yeah (laughs) no I I absolutely I think that's one of the things that Buffy does really really well is bringing these like minor characters not even minor characters background characters that you just kind of see in and out of episodes and then they make they give them arcs and they flesh them out a little bit more and so like the moment in the prom when he gives her the umbrella like that was so powerful because you'd seen him be bullied throughout the past three seasons or really two because he wasn't really in season one um And then, yeah, I mean, it just – i that's something that they're going to continue to do for the rest of the series, which is really, really fun. I really like that. And I and I do. I feel like they'll take whole, like, sweeps to the side to focus on one character. And I think it's really neat. Yeah. Like, when they did that with Xander's episode, I loved how, you know, the he's Zeppo, looking for identity. And they're like, yeah. oh, you missed all the action. Right. And to see by the end of the episode that he's like, yeah, I missed the action. No longer feels the need to prove himself. I'm like, okay. Right. it's It's so cool to see those characters just have huge – um, spotlights on them and their development for sure. Yeah, I agree. You mentioned how you felt that the events of the season meant that it would take, or the events of season two meant that it would take a while for everyone, specifically Buffy to heal and to move on in this season. Do you think season three did a good job with how it addressed and moved past the events of season two? 
I do because on the one hand, like, and I was actually really grateful that she wasn't off in that, in her runaway town for very long. I was really glad she got back to um, the others, but I thought it was good in that certain things were like hashed out in the first few episodes. Right. But then a lot of things were just continuing to unfold later in the season as well, um, which is realistic. You know, when you have a traumatic experience, um, healing is going to be cyclical. It's not going to be a straight line. And so I, I liked that it, it went there. I liked that even though there are elements of it that you're like, oh, are we doing this again? Um, when she's, you know, experiencing Angel potentially uh, going back to his, you know, evil form or whatever, that they have to like keep going through those things throughout the healing process. Um, so I thought that was really realistic, actually. And yeah. I appreciated that for sure. Totally. Yes, I think that that the writers understood that we couldn't just sweep past what happened in season two. Um, and I think the beauty was they knew from the end of season two that Angel was going to be going to his own spinoff. And so they really, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but they really were able to kind of integrate his storyline through the through the season and give him a really good organic send-off and let that kind mm-hmm. of help with Buffy's growth and healing and all the other characters as well. Totally. Uh, so Leah... Leah and Tabby are not here tonight. They have some other things they have to do. But Leah sent in a question that she wanted me to ask you. She said, what do you think – or what were your – she wanted to say your full thoughts on Faith and do you think we're going to see her again? Oh, that's an interesting question. Faith, I had very mixed feelings about the whole time. Um, And like I said, I had hopes that she would get better, but then, and I was like, okay, we're we're not here to get better. (laughs) Um, I just, I can't get over how she went to help the other side when her whole purpose is to be a slayer. I found that so interesting because like, what's the point of her, her abilities and her gifts. But at the same time, I thought, I thought those episodes where she obviously took it too far, but those episodes where she's like really enjoying being a slayer and Buffy yes. is just like another day at the office. You know? Right, right. I, I thought it was really interesting because that's true in life as well. You can have a really important um, vocation and it can be serious and it can matter, but you can still have fun with it. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing a bad job. Um, sometimes it means you're doing a better job. You know, when I have fun with my students, it's more powerful than when I'm like, it's life or death every day, people even though sometimes it is. Um, So I thought that that was really interesting to see her kind of pull that out of Buffy um, and Buffy have to wrestle with herself taking things too far um, and where she stood on things. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. Will we see her again? I, my first thought is no, but the show has taught me that death doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, To the point where sometimes I'm just like, it almost, you're like, but are you coming back? You know what I mean? (laughs) Which sometimes I'm like, I, I, I I don't know how to feel about that because I don't know if you're coming back. So, um, will we see her again? I really don't know. My, my initial gut thought is no, but I could very well be wrong. Well, just so you know, she's not dead. She's in a coma. Okay. Oh, she's in a coma. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end. Yeah. All right. The, they killed off Jenny Calendar and she hasn't come back. So. Yeah, exactly. It's just Angel really, I think. Well, Buffy, I guess the first season, but you know, there are exceptions. And I guess Jenny was just like his thoughts coming back. So. Yeah. 
We did, but well, I just feel like we keep seeing these people again. Right. No, so sure. Part totally. Of me is like, the, I, I was thinking she died at the end. So bad, bad watcher. No, it's all good. Here. No, she's, she's in a coma. So yeah. <laughs> she's in a coma. So I feel like probably, I feel like yeah. they don't just let things die. <laughs> so I feel like we're going to see her again. Do you but. feel like she has more to tell, like more of her story? Or do you feel like it's a pretty satisfactory ending for her? Oh, you know, I, I loved Willow's speech to her. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, you had a really hard life, but you right. know what? At a certain point, you have to suck it up. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like that because she did have so many chances to be redeemed. Um, and yet she chose darkness. Um, so in, on that hand, I think it was satisfying. On the other hand, I think she's such an interesting character that they could do more with her because even her background, I feel like it wasn't completely yeah. hashed out. There's a lot of gray space there um, that I think if there's one thing this show can do, it can take somebody that you're just like, oh, whatever. And then just completely rip that apart and show you something new. So um, I think that I, I have no doubt they could do something with that. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I also felt it was funny because when she was like, you know, we need a blood of a slayer. I was like, I don't feel bad about that. Like, <laughs> that <was> no <laughs> Fair. But, then, but then at the same time for Buffy, I was like, mm-hmm. that's a moral dilemma. Like, yes, mm-hmm. she's a problem, but that was a big deal. Her yeah. trying to kill her and then, you know, her losing her and it not even working. Um, I, I, I kept thinking, man, like, that's a big deal what she just did. Oh, it totally and, is. And I I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't come back to the moral implications of her, you know, just being like, we're taking your life. Um, especially because Angel is like a good character, but in the world for what she's supposed to be doing to kill another human being to save it. yeah so i think i but think is they she, could definitely is she just a regular human being she is a slayer she has supernatural power so it's like right. it gets really great because it's like it yeah buffy has that strong moral code but then it's like at some point we talked my brother david actually brought it up he was like at some point like we all recognize there are some people that just don't get to be in this world anymore because of the decisions and choices Absolutely. that they have made. Yeah. And so has faith crossed that line to that point? Yeah. And so it makes for a really interesting discussion. I personally feel like the show, I keep saying this, but I feel like the show pulled their punches a little bit in the sense that they didn't actually like, okay, like, is Buffy going to follow through? Would she have taken faith to Angel? Would she have been able to go through with that? Yeah. Um but at the same time, I don't know that that's necessarily the story it was trying to tell because on the metaphorical yes. side, it was Faith is supposed to be uh, Buffy's shadow side and it's supposed to be like the simulation of the two. So it was right. more of a metaphorical thing. But at the same time, she still went through with it and just stabbed her without even thinking about it. So it's like I feel like she was like going to go through with it. So Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So. I think circumstance just took that away from her. Yeah, sure. I agree. All right. So let's talk about Angel for a minute. Okay. The last time we talked, you had predicted it was going to be a while till we saw him. Um, you also said you felt like it was going to be really hard to unsee Angelus after mm. like everything that happened in season two. How did you feel? Like, first of all, were you surprised they brought him back so soon? And then what were your thoughts yeah. on his development for the season? Because I feel like it was they really fleshed him out a little bit more. They did. I was surprised to see him sooner because I did feel like there was kind of a pattern emerging where it was like, Okay, this will be later on. 
Um, so I was a little surprised they didn't make us wait for that. However, they did so much with his character and Buffy's character that I thought it was good that they had time to hash that out. <sighs> he, he too is a charming character where it's like, yeah, you can't unsee what he did, but also you're like, oh, <laughs> like you're good now and you're very yeah. charming and you've got right. great hair. Like <laughs> not to be shallow about it. Um, but I do feel like, you know, just like we're supposed to feel that draw that Buffy has to him. Um, and so I feel like, I don't know. I feel like she kind of let him in a little too soon personally, mm-hmm. because like one minute he's like grunting chained to the wall, trying to like eat you. And the right, next, right. you know, so I thought that that was quick. However, it makes sense that for her, it would be difficult for her to not get drawn in. I thought um, it was really good how they portrayed like her friends reactions to him though. Um, because when you stop and you realize like everything that he did was really awful. Um, and that even if he changes or she chooses to forgive him, just like you were saying with faith, there's certain things in life you can't undo. Um, and there's still implications for what he did in the last season, which is the tragic thing about his character is that he may be good now. Um, but weighing, weighing the ability that he has to destroy um, against the ability that he has to do good. And I think that's a profound question. At what point do you allow people to, to believe that they'll do what's right with their abilities? And at what point do you proactively make sure they're not allowed to harm? Right. Um, no, and that's that's actually the question that is most compelling for going into the series of Angel is, is his life actually worth it to keep around like can he actually do more good than uh, like than all the bad that he has cost in the past like is he more of a liability than an asset essentially um so yeah no that's and i think that's what makes him really interesting because you see him desiring to do good and like actually feeling guilty and weighing himself down because of all the bad he has done and desiring to move forward from that but then it's like okay angel like can you do, can you actually undo what you've done or at least like make yeah. amends with it and stuff? So yeah, it's, he's Absolutely. actually, I think he's a super compelling character. I'm excited for Angel. I'm really excited for the series. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. You're like, get me out of the teenage years. No. <laughs> no, I don't, I totally don't mind it. I think there's something like we grew up on these shows where they're right. all in high school. There's right. something so like, oh, like nostalgic about it. So yeah. I, th- I'm not mad about that at all. But I am excited for that aspect of it. Yeah. And you hear these other characters that you said are going over to mm-hmm. that. That'll be really interesting. I mean, Cordelia I that, and Angel, like night and day right there, which I think yeah. it just makes for a really fun dynamic. Absolutely. She, you know, she's one of those characters you hate her. Like I hate everything she stands for. And yet I don't <laughs> hate her. Um, and I think they really flesh her out really well in that you can see there's a lot more there yeah. um, that most people aren't seeing about her. Um, so again, that's why she was so heartbreaking. So I'm very excited to see where she goes. Yeah. Yeah. Series. That'll be interesting. Okay. So I think you kind of answered this already, but you talked about how Willow was your favorite character last season. Is she still your favorite character for this season? Oh, that's an interesting question. Did the Xander affair make you totally hate her? <laughs> you know, and, and I, so I have mixed feelings about that too, because on the one hand, I'm just like, you know. If, if you're not happy with your current situation, like figure it out and fix it. Don't cheat on your partner. Right. So I'm like very unsympathetic in that way. But on the other hand, life is very messy. 
and being a human is very messy. Um, and love is very messy. And especially when you're in high school, um, and they've been through so much together. Um, and so I think that in that sense, like they're a relatable, that's a relatable situation. It's understandable. It, It definitely didn't ruin her or him for me. It annoyed me for sure. Um, but I also think it was developing their characters as well. Like really good characters can make bad choices and that's part of what it is to be human. Um, it doesn't define your entire, entire existence. So I still really do like her. I have to say the alternate reality Willow. (laughs) Willow, Yes. Like I kind of love her. Yes. (laughs) I need her too. Right. Um, But it's kind of fun to see that other side of Willow. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's fun when they like, you know, they're kind of like at odds with each other to figure out like, what's it going to be? Um, you know, when she's going through her identity crisis of I'm always the dependable one, I'm always this. Um, but I still do just love her. Like, she's so relatable. I was watching some of the episodes with my mom. And it was funny. She's like, I just love like her voice. Every time she talks, she's just like, so cute. The things she says, um, and the lines that she has her and Buffy are really good at those one liners, where you're just Mm -hmm. like, that's adorable. Um, so she's still a favorite, I would say. Yeah, she's probably, she's probably still the favorite. Well, it's nice to know that like you kind of have, I feel like a good love for all of the characters. I mean, you can definitely have a favorite and stuff, but I think a show that is going to stick around longer in your mind is one where you feel a connection to more than one character than just one. Because I've watched shows where I'm like, okay, I'm just invested in this one character, but then they do something that pisses you off and you're like, why am I even watching this anymore? You know? So I think (laughs) it's good to kind of like be balanced out by appreciating all of them, you know? So, And I think it helped too that Willow, like, and Xander, they made a mistake, but she felt so bad about it. Yeah. Which I think is very human, like, the confliction of, like, I'm a terrible person kind of made the point that she's not a terrible person. You know what I mean? Like, she's a flawed person. She's a regular human being. But I think that's the kind of thing that she's going to grow from um, because she felt sorry for it and because she didn't really want to hurt other people. Um, So that's the kind of thing I feel like not going to make that same mistake twice. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest themes of the season was responsibility. And like we we chose the word choices to be kind mm-hmm. of our big theme for the season. It's like we all make choices in life. It's are we going to accept responsibility and the consequences of those choices? Totally. And so they really kind of delved into that with shadow selves, like Doppelganglin with Willow. You had Vampo who's supposed to be kind of the shadow side of Willow and the Zeppo. You have Xander, like constantly showing these different aspects inside. And then obviously faith is the biggest metaphor for mm-hmm. Buffy. And so it was really interesting to watch them contrast and be like, this is what you could choose to be. Yeah. And this is what would happen if you were not taking responsibility for who you are and stuff. So I felt like it was just a perfect season for senior year because yeah. that's what being an adult is. It's taking responsibility for your crap, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I thought it was such a good way to end the season going into season four because like it's a huge transition naturally. So high school is over and like, like you said, now Angel splitting off. Now other characters are going over there. So it'll be interesting to see how even sometimes that that um, switch from high school to like college, um, some shows don't make it because they aren't yeah. able to have everybody in one place. 
Um, I, I can't remember what show it was, but I remember one show they, they skipped. Oh, it was uh, One Tree Hill. They skipped the four years. So they wouldn't have to deal with all of our it's main hard. characters don't live in the same place. Right. Um, so I think it's going to be cool to see where that natural transition kind of takes the shows. Totally. And I, we, the girls and I have talked about how we feel like on shows, whether it's a teen show or not, we feel like season four is really a transition. The show kind of has to break with its format and it will either yeah. – the shows either fizzle out after that or they come back stronger and stuff. And so just mm-hmm. like – Moving on with season four. Season four is um, just so you're prepared. I feel like it has some of the strongest episodes of the se- of the series, oh, wow. um, but it also has the weakest overall story arc storyline. But um, power through because it gets so good, and I'm so excited to hear your thoughts at the end of season four. Um, but before we get there, okay. So I just have one. Well, I have a couple more questions, but like one okay. big one. So. There's a particular scene that happens in the last episode of the okay. season, and it's between Faith and Buffy, and it's a dream sequence. Do you remember this? So I remember the scene, and I remember thinking, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means yet, okay. but I feel okay. like it's going to be important. Like, I definitely, as I was watching, I was like, is this the future, or yeah, is yeah, it yeah. the past, right. or is right. this or a combination? Yeah. So I definitely feel like that's going to be important. Um, yes. And you asking me the question tells me it's going to be important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's just it's nothing. <laughs> but I, but I did think that when I watched it, I was like, I feel like is is this uh, some accumulation of past memories jumbled up, or is this the future? So I am yeah. curious. I actually now I want to go back and rewatch the scene and see if just I can watch. Yeah, no, definitely. There's also a moment in the episode, the prom, to um two seasons or sorry two episodes before Giles is like hey Buffy like we need to focus we need to focus and Buffy's like yeah 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 miles to go Giles she goes miles to go before we sleep Giles and then she says something something and then she's like one night of glory is all we ask and so then in this scene with Faith and Buffy Faith says miles to go little Miss Muffet counting down from 730 it's basically it's referring to a Robert Frost poem Oh, okay. That's just kind of a little hint. So I know you're gonna have to go back and watch it. Robert Frost. (laughs) You're looking up the Robert Frost poem. (laughs) I'm totally, I totally am, and I'm writing down seven three zero. Yeah, (laughs) miles to go. Okay. I do love that about the show. How like you can tell, even if you're just watching the story for the the first time, you're like, okay, I'm following the story. But you know, like, it's all going to be used again, and right. it's all critical, and I do really like that about the, about the series. Okay, so yes. Let's all right. All right. So do you have a particular favorite episode or moment from this season, one that just, like, really stood out to you, if you can remember them all? I know. I feel like when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this, this, is, the, this is it, you know? Right, and then, right. like, I'm like, oh, when you go back and see the whole story. I have to say, I found... Um, I'm trying to find the name of the episode, but I found the one where, oh, it was earshot. I loved her being able to hear everybody's thoughts. Um, because I've always found that fascinating. The idea of like, if I've always thought like that'd be the most interesting superhero power was to be able to read minds, but also the most disturbing because you don't necessarily want to know. Um, but I also thought it's really interesting in connection to what you were talking about with the idea of choice, because, you know, 
Um, Giles even says when they're in the library, we're all going to think the things right now that we don't want Buffy to hear us think because now the pressure is on. And I was thinking a lot as I was watching that episode about how powerful thoughts are and yet how they don't determine someone's identity or who they are, their choices do. So people have crazy thoughts all the time, but it's what they choose to do with them. So I thought that was a really interesting um, episode. And I liked that one. That might be kind of random, but I just thought, I just think hearing other people's thoughts is an interesting concept. I also, okay. I also have to say that I know Giles and um, her mom had their moment. Oh yeah. (laughs) I, I, I was like, even before we found out that that, you know, I was like, I really want them to get together. Like, he's already her father figure. Yeah, no, it's too perfect, right? It's too perfect. He's adorable. I was hot in band candy, too. Like, him and Joyce together. So fun. So cute. So I really I'm hoping I'm like, I want that to happen, you know, and and their world is such like a, an isolating one, because not everybody knows about right. um, everything going on. So I feel like that would be good. I didn't I wouldn't say that I loved, you know, I've always had kind of a, a love hate relationship with Xander, because he is yes. infuriating, but I also As do we all. Him. Um, but I liked his I, I didn't enjoy every aspect of his episode. Sure. But I did love how he started out like, and and we saw this a little bit more in season two, I think it was as well, where he started out really insecure about his identity and needing to prove it. And then by the end, it's like, I know who I am. I'm comfortable with the fact that I know what I did. Right. Um, And I love every time that we get to either see Xander go on this journey or Willow go on this journey that they become a little bit more evolved as a character you know they're not perfect which is realistic because people go through things they come out the other side and they're a little stronger and then they go through something else that kind of builds up the same thing um but i love that by the end like he totally stopped this whole bad situation from happening and he doesn't feel the need to take the credit for it he doesn't feel the need to be like hey guys where do i belong um he just kind of accepts like this is who i am these are the choices i'm making and I feel good enough with that. And I feel like um, life is like that. As a human being, you have to be okay knowing that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing because people aren't going to sit around praising you for it all the time. Um, so I liked I liked that. Those are great. And I, yes. And I love that you're giving Xander, like highlighting his moments because I feel like there's a lot of Xander hatred right now in the fandom, which some of it is very much deserved. Um, he's a little hard sometimes to to watch mm-hmm. and appreciate. But I think that there is there is stuff to appreciate about him. And the Zeppo, his episode is just phenomenal. And I feel like yeah. we do see a positive change in him after that. Mm-hmm. He's not perfect, but I do see growth. I thought that up that that reminded me that scene where um Faith basically sexually assault him yes yes um and i'm i'm calling it that because that's what it is that's what um, it is yeah i thought that was a really powerful narratively as well because yeah the show was made more than 20 years ago right um and you're looking at the idea of the ignorance that still exists around sexual assault but usually we see it as like only happens to women Um, and that scene is very much him being taken advantage of. And I thought that that was really powerful. Um, and also like very, 
upsetting to watch, you know, yeah. like they did a really good totally. job with the severity of like, this is really, really icky um, yeah. to see him being taken advantage of, especially after he's reaching out, trying to help this person um, who he actually cares about, um, who's just using him. What I love him when him and Faith have sex that he's desiring intimacy. And that's something I've always said about Xander is for all his talk about sex, 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 like I just want sex. And you'd think he'd be the one be like, oh, I want, I just want a casual fling or whatever. What I think he's deep down craving is connection with someone. And like he uses his obsession, I say in quotes, with sex as it's like humor as a shield. And mm-hmm. what he really wants is just someone who cares about him genuinely. You see glimpses of how toxic his parenting life is or his um, his life with his parents is. And Absolutely. so him having sex with Faith, you can see in his mind immediately, we had a connection. He says that multiple times. So he thinks, yeah. I can go talk to her. And Faith's not thinking of it at all. And so I liked they kind of were subversive yes. in showing that just because he – quote unquote, thinks about sex all the time doesn't mean he wants it all the time. And him saying no, like it's just, it was, it was very powerful. Absolutely. Well, and even, you know, right after when she basically kicks him out of the house, you can see, and again, it's subversive because we usually see the woman who's not allowed to sleep over, you know? Right. Um, But like, you can tell, like he had a good experience, but he also, that's not what he wanted the experience to to be. Um, And I've always felt that way about him, that Yes, he has some of these toxic traits. However, look at the women that he does love in his life. Look at Buffy. He loves these strong women and he really does want to connect to them. And he really wants to establish like that he brings something to their world, which I think is, you know, very human. Who doesn't want that? Also, again, I just love the subversion of that stereotype as well. I I was talking to a, a male friend one time and he was talking about an experience he had at a strip club and, um, and this friend, he's like, Oh, I hate strip clubs. Like I, uh, it was awful. And he said, I realized though, why men like strip clubs. And he's like, it's not what people think. It's yes. that you walk around and women come over and put their arms around you and say, how is you like you're like, how are you doing? And it's this like connection, right? It's yeah. like they feel isolated and lonely and people are taking time to care about them. I thought that was so interesting because that's not what I think of when I think about men going to a strip club. Right. Um, but for, for most people, you know, sex is, is intimacy. It is connection. Totally. And we sometimes stereotype, you know, horny men unfairly um, and just right. say that it's horniness when it's usually not. So yeah, I loved that about Xander. And yeah, again, the Willow thing, I was, I was really mixed because I was like, I kind of want them to be together. Right. Because, you know, it's so, they're so cute. But like, I was like, this is not the way. <laughs> right, right, um, right. And unfortunately, it feels like the door is pretty shut because yeah. they kind of burned that bridge. Um, I mean, we'll see in the future. But it's just interesting yeah. that they I, – I feel like they could have done a will they, won't they for the rest of the series. Yeah. And then they decided to give it to you, but not the way you wanted it. Yes. Which I also appreciate though, because it's not a, it's not a typical arc for the right. best friend relationship like that. Yeah. Normally it's like, oh, they don't see each other that way. And then, oh, they do. Um, and so that wasn't an arc I would have expected for them. Yeah. Um, but I'm also glad that it pissed me off again because I'm like, she was into you before. Couldn't you get a clue then? But I appreciated that. Um, finally, he was like seeing her after all this time as well. Yeah. 
these kids. <laughs> I know. It's also it's just relatable. I mean, we were talking yeah. on the podcast. It's the same episode that um Faith tries to sexually assault um Xander. And you have uh Willow crying in the bathroom when she finds out that they slept together. Yeah. And when talking with Tabby and Leah, and from a lot of people, their perspective of it is Willow grow up like what you shouldn't be crying over him. You're in a relationship. Like if you want Xander, then go with Xander and stop. Like you're and I I mean I see an aspect of that. But for me personally, like you said, relationships and people are messy. And I think mm-hmm. that is probably the single most relatable Willow moment for me is her who hasn't cried in the bathroom. I mean, I find that so compelling that we know in our head and in our heart that like, or our head that we should be moving on to someone else that we do. Like she fully loves us. She's committed, but there's still that aspect of like recognizing that's truly the end and that they are moving, they are moving on to someone else. And I don't know. It's just, I feel like that's such a great Absolutely. And it's before correct me if I'm wrong, but it's before she and Oz are together in that way too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, There's also that, I think especially at that age. I'm left behind. Everybody else is having sex but me. Yes. comparison of like, okay. And and it's her best friend who she's faced most experiences with. You look at that scene where they start to see each other different when they're trying on the prom stuff. And they're also talking about all that they've been through together. And so there's that element of like, this isn't something we're sharing. I'm not even doing, I'm not doing this with him. And I'm also not doing this on my own. Yeah. I liked that scene as well. Um, you know, it's and and she's watched him kind of go in all these other directions from her. Um, but I thought that was really human. Um, and even totally. not to not to um give any sort of credit to like um emotional infidelity because sure. that's you know, that's a problem. I, I mean it human beings do have complicated feelings. You know, you can love somebody and you can mourn a loss of something else, right? Mm -hmm. You made one choice, but there's also um, something else you're not going to experience because of that choice. And I think that's just what it is to be a human being um, in this world. So yeah, so that I agree with you. I think that was just like, oh, totally. Like she's feeling some kind of way about this and she's not making a big deal. She's not going around trying to ruin things, but she's allowed to have her moment. And I like that we got to see her have that moment. Totally. Okay. So the last thing is, what are your predictions for season four? (laughs) This is always so scary. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. (laughs) I I did. I'm kind of really proud of myself, though, because I had forgotten what my predictions were for last season. And a lot of them were right. Yeah. I also feel a little bit like it's the magic eight ball. I was vague enough that, of course. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but like some of them when you're like, you thought Buffy like was really going to make her role as a slayer her own. Like I was like, that was pretty impressive, you know? Yeah. So that worked out. So yeah. So let's see. Okay. So <laughs> we're we're splitting off from high school. So, but mm-hmm. now we know that um, Willow and Buffy are staying in the same area, at least as of the last episode. Um, I do think there will be more exploration with identity in this new realm, right? Because high school is what they knew. It's where they all met, or at least where um, Buffy and Willow and all of them met. Um, And so I think it's going to be interesting to see them transfer that to um, college. I don't remember, is Andrew going to the same college? He is not going to college. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how their their arc continues with everybody in different places. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so now I, I now I do know, and this is I did not expect this that Cordelia is going to be an angel town. So she's yep, not she's even going to be. Yep. Um, so that's interesting. But I'm glad she's not just going away. She's going somewhere else. Um, so I think that that'll be a big thing of them exploring how this all works in a different context um, as college students, as people that aren't all trapped in the same place for eight hours a day. Um, so I think that'll be a big deal. Um, now that Buffy doesn't need a watcher, I think that will also be interesting because um, the kid gloves have really been taken off in every way. Um, she's made slaying her own and yet she always had Giles there to guide her. Um, and I, I don't think Giles is going anywhere. At least I hope not. Um, but, <laughs> but I think that will be an important exploration of like what those kinds of relationships look like and what it will look like with more responsibility on her shoulders, um, without having somebody, you know, guiding her in that way. Um, Angel's going away for now. I don't anticipate <laughs> that they won't be. I, I I know how this works, so they'll they'll be, they'll be back. Um, I I get the feeling from the little that I do know that there may be a longer. And I said this last time and I was wrong, so probably not. But I do kind of feel like since they made such a big production of him leaving, and he, I think that it's gonna be there's going to be more separation this season. Um, I think it's always going to come back to Angel and Buffy, but um, I think there will be more big silences there. So I'm curious to see how she chooses to handle that. Um, if she tries to explore, like if she tries to open up her heart to other options or if for her, it's just going to be like, that's not a part of my reality. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, I am expecting that, uh, faith is coming back in some form now. Okay. So what that will look like, I'm not sure about, but okay. that will be okay. interesting. I do kind of feel like because the show does take who the character is, and I appreciate this about it because sometimes when you watch a show and then you watch two seasons later, you're like, they completely changed this character, yes. but there's no reason they changed. They right. just decided they're a different character. And I like that the show like that grows the characters, but they're always themselves and they always kind of go through 100%. struggles that you've kind of seen them struggle through before. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of expect, I think along with the faith thing of, I think Buffy is going to still kind of like struggle between that darker side and that light side of like what her identity looks like. And since this is no longer for, for the first season, she's like, okay, I guess I have to do this, but I'm not going to really own it. Second season, a little more like, okay, this is who I am. I have to own it. Third season, fully coming into her own, even starting to enjoy it a little bit, but also having to battle, you know, um, her darker impulses. I think this season is going to be even more like, now I'm an adult. This is my whole life. This isn't going away. What does that look like to combine like joy in my work, fulfillment in my work, but also not being too careless with it. So I think that's going to still be a thing. I think those are good predictions. Those are my predictions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I got some of them right next. Last you time watching one of these are going to be anywhere ever again. <laughs> 
I, yeah, I'm excited to hear your thoughts in season four. Again, it's a season of transition. You have Angel who and Cordelia, two major cast members that are no longer there. They're in, they're not doing the whole high school as hell metaphor anymore. So like yeah. just, yeah, just be patient with it. It finds its footing. But again, it has some of the best like single episodes in the series. Um, it's got, I honestly, <laughs> it's got some of the best episodes and the worst episodes in the season. It's very like highs and lows, but there's some phenomenal um, arcs and stuff. I'm also going to anticipate since we're losing some characters that I'm going to anticipate that there will be other big players coming into view. Cause I know even, even from things I had just seen, like I know certain actors and actresses. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, they were on the show. Um, so I do anticipate that this season, one or two of them will definitely yeah. show up as important since yeah, we're yeah, losing yeah. Cordelia. And she was, she really did finish out that circle of people. Um, mm-hmm. So I anticipate we're going to get some more characters like that to fill those holes too. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. So, all right. Well, that's all I have for you, Liz. Man. Thank you. Man, we were thorough. That was good. We were. <laughs> I, I remember like season one, I was like, I mean, there's stuff to talk about, but it's like, we haven't really gotten to the meat of things now. I feel like now yeah. having a couple seasons under our belt, it's fun to kind of talk about where things have come from and stuff. So totally. yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. This is like, seriously, like the highlight of doing this. It's oh, fun. It's, it's really a, like a fun little treat for me. So I appreciate you having me back on and Absolutely. Um, getting to do this. It's always fun. Yeah, totally. Um, and then for you guys, listeners, you can find Liz at Literati in La La Land. Did I say that right? You did. Oh, sweet. Cool. I've been <laughs> practicing. <laughs> um, and you guys can also check out, we have our first Investigating Angel episode that dropped today. It's our, we call it our episode zero. It kind of gives an overview into the thoughts and why they decided to create the show Angel, kind of talking a little bit about the actors they selected, the backstory of like, you know, the different cast and crew. And then um, we also have uh, some fun little nuggets that I think you guys will be really excited about. So definitely check that out. And yeah, Liz, I'm excited to see you at the end of next Next year. Thank you. I'll see you then. <laughs> As always, guys, you can find us on Instagram, on TikTok, on Tumblr at Becoming Buffy Podcast. You can email us at Becoming Buffy Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out Investigating Angel for our first episode that drops today. See you guys next time. Bye.